Yes, sir. What is going on, y'all? Happy Friday to everybody, and welcome to episode number 99 on the Coach Cool Podcast. It is Friday discussion time, and we have a big one coming at you guys today because of our very special guest, my brother, my fellow Spartan dog, Mr. Benny Fowler. Now, Benny is a native of Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, and alumnus of Michigan State University. He played football for the Spartans from 2010 to 2013, capping off his career with the Big Ten Championship and Rose Bowl victory his senior season. Now, after graduation, Benny had his sights set on the NFL and ultimately signed with the Denver Broncos fresh out of college. He spent a couple of years out there in Denver, which were very much highlighted by winning the Super Bowl at the end of the 2015 season, as well as catching the final pass of Peyton Manning's illustrious career. Then moving forward, kind of moving on from the Denver Broncos after a couple of short stints with the Chicago Bears and New England Patriots. Benny ultimately signed with the New York Giants where he has been playing the last couple of seasons. Now, more so in terms of what we got going on today with our conversation, uh, Benny's most recent feat and something that I know he is extremely proud of and excited to release here in the coming days is the writing and the publishing of his book, which is called Silver Spoon, The Imperfect Guide to Success, which is set to debut here in a couple of days on January 28th. I'm going to set up some links so you guys can pick up that copy and pre-order it on Amazon. So make sure after you listen to this conversation today, you go and sign up for that because you're going to want to pick up this book. I had the chance to read it a little bit ahead of time and the value that it brings and the knowledge bases and the experiences that he presents and just the perspectives that he brings in general are so gravitating. And I think once you hear him speak about it today, you're going to gravitate towards that stuff even more yourself. And you're going to see why here in a second. So strap it up. Let's lock in. We got a lot of value coming your way. Benny Fowler bringing that heat. Let's get it. What's up, Coach Coop listeners? I want to share with you about our awesome friends over at Nemus Rush Wealth Management of Raymond James & Associates. Their team takes a long-term approach to financial planning and investment management, carefully coordinating all the pieces, both professional and personal, that are central to your ultimate financial success. They handle the business of managing your wealth, leaving you free to enjoy the business of living it. Call the team located in Novi, Michigan to speak with a financial advisor at 248-449-5436. Raymond James and Associates is a member of the New York Stock Exchange and SIPC. Again, the number is 248-449-5436. Call today and tell them Coach Coop sent you. Make it a great one, y'all. All right, y'all. It is time to get this conversation going, and I could not be more ecstatic for this one today. One of my very best friends hopping on the line with us. Uh, this dude's been through a lot, seen a lot of things, done a lot of things, and uh, I'm excited to have him on today, too, because his new book is coming out January 28th, and uh, that is fastly approaching, so I can't wait to get him on here and talk about that a little bit and showcase what he's got going on in that realm as well. Um, so a lot to discuss today, so lock it in, uh, because without further ado, I would love to welcome Mr. Benny Fowler to the Coach Cool Podcast. Beans, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for taking the time, and uh, let's get this thing going, dog. What's good, my man? I appreciate you having me. I just, you know, I just love your energy. I'm smiling through, you know, you know, right now, just because I just know how positive I could just, you know, see you just all, all you know, just your face. It's just, it's awesome. <laughs> appreciate it, dude. 
Um, and I know you rock the same way, and that's why uh, I think we get along so well, no doubt. Well, dude, let's jump right in. And uh, before we get into the book and stuff like that, Beans, if you could just give us a quick little background, a little foundation to this conversation, uh, who you are, where you're from, and just kind of the things that you got going on right now, I think that'd be a great place to start to provide some framework for the conversation today, dog. Yeah, Benny Fowler from Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. Went to Gross Point Academy for elementary school. Yep. Then I went to uh, Country Day for high school and then on to Michigan State where I met you. I uh, just got done with my sixth season in the NFL going wow. into my seventh. Uh, Super Bowl champion. She played in Super Bowl 50. Yep. Caught Peyton's Manning's last pass. Yep. One of the only players to catch a pass from both Manning brothers. Hey. Uh, had a chance to play with Tom Brady as well, even though it was only for a little week. Still yep. got caught passes from him. Got to be around him and see how he worked. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. Yep, facts. That's fantastic. And uh, I guess, like I said in the intro, you've been through a lot, done a lot of things, and that is certainly the case when you coin it like that. And, you know, as we kind of progress through this conversation today, Beans, that you, usually when I have people on, we talk about their lineage, their background, kind of what they've gone through. But today, again, I want to showcase this book because you were nice enough to send me a copy beforehand in preparation for this conversation today. And uh, I couldn't put the damn thing down, man. I finished it in, I think, 24 hours. And I know it's a little different situation for me because of our emotional connection and knowing you and what you've gone through and kind of seeing you through a lot of those steps and processes. I gravitate and related a little bit more. But regardless of the situation, and I've told you this before, I think this book is going to gravitate to so many people, regardless of who you are, athlete, non-athlete, boy, girl, 10 years old, 60 years old. Um, there's so much stuff in there for everybody. So I really want to highlight that stuff today. And uh, obviously, it's going to showcase who you are as well. So let's just set it off like this, B. Let's talk about the title real quick. Silver Spoon, The Imperfect Guide to Success. That's a hell of a title right there. So if you could elaborate just a little bit on why. Uh, you, you chose to name uh, or n name the title of this book that right there. I uh, named the title that because I'm from the suburbs. You know where I'm from. I've, I've had yeah. both of my parents in my life. Uh, I didn't grow up wanting for anything. You know, if I needed a meal or anything, my parents were always be able to provide it. But I called it Silver Spoon because, uh, you know, people think that, you know, if you're born or you have, you come from a great situation that you mm -hmm. don't necessarily have a good work ethic, which, mm -hmm. you know, they just, those are just the people that they've run across. Right. But for me, you know, I have a great work ethic. And the only reason why I've been able to be successful and be where I'm at in life is through hard work, not because of where I was born or where I'm from. Gotcha. You know, we always hear a lot about athletes who come from bad situations, but we never hear about, you know, athletes who come from good situations. You right. know, I saw a commercial that LeBron James just did, and he said, what if there were no more humble beginnings, wow. which is a great thing. You know, he's opening up schools. He's doing so much for the community. If there were no humble beginnings, there's still going to be adversity. I'm not do taking anything away from LeBron. Obviously, he's a great person, great player. Uh, but if there, are, if there were no humble beginnings, so that means people would, you know, grow up kind of like me, which I think would be great for all kids. Right. And everybody, if there were no humble beginnings, but there's still work to be done. Got you. Understood. And no, I okay. also, and yeah. And also I call it my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no. I also call it the imperfect guide to success yeah. because there is no perfect way. And the things that people are going to learn throughout this book are things that I didn't invent. 
they just might hit you in a different way coming yeah. from, you know, different people and different walks of life. Yeah. But I didn't invent anything new. You yeah. know, people always come out and they say, well, if you do it my way, no, no, no. There's, there are a whole bunch of different ways. Pick there are a whole bunch of different paths. You're going to, my, my path, your path, it's all different, but you can be successful. There are just certain things that you're going to have to have like discipline. You don't have to set goals, but I didn't invent anything new. Right. I'm just sharing my stories with other people. Yep. No, I'm with you. I think that's fantastic too. And I think the other angle you provided in there too, which I really gravitated towards was you called it the imperfect guy, because as a person, as a human being, you most certainly are not perfect. And I think sometimes when people come out with these books and they're preaching this different stuff, you kind of get this idea that this person's this holy, you know, unsinful, whatever type of person, but no, like we all make mistakes. We all trip up and you talk about that stuff in there, which I think makes things so much more relatable, which then as a result is going to make people gravitate towards you even more because they can relate to those different situations. So, um, I feel you heavy on that now kind of going through this book. The first thing that really hit me, you kind of talked about finding your silver spoon, you know, kind of your purpose, or there's a moment in life that kind of smacks you and it really changes your perspective on how you're going to kind of go about your life from that moment forward. And you talked about for you, it's a drop pass. Um, and I know the book is also dedicated to your brother, Chris, and you were talking about his torn ACL and stuff like that. So, you know, when it comes to that stuff and your brother in particular, because again, I know how much he means to you. Um, mm. What type of influence has he had on your life and the things that he has taught you along the way? You know, he's like my hero. I say that in the book, you know, he's yeah. just one of the strongest people that I've ever met and you've been around him and he just yep. he's just so driven and he's yep. so smart and he just you know he's my best friend and that's you know you need people he's one of those people that will hold you accountable he holds himself accountable but he just his persistence his work ethic like how could I not go after my dreams every single day after I seen him continue to try you know his dream was to go to the NBA yep and, you know, he tore his ACL three times before he graduated high mm. school, six mm. different knee surgeries. He didn't make it to the NBA, but he made it to the D League and he played professionally overseas. How could I give up on my dream, a perfectly healthy, healthy human being for the most part, if I, if I face just a little bit of adversity? Look wow. at all the adversity that he had, and he just kept going like it was nothing. Like, right. that's, a strong, that's a strong individual, strong mind. So, you know, that's why, you know, I dedicated the book to him. and. You know, dropping my, a pass at Michigan State, I'll never forget against Notre Dame. Yeah. You know, that was like my first real adversity that like was impacted on my mind. Okay. You know, that's why I'm like, well, football has to be more than just physical because I've yeah. never felt like I've let, you know, I let my team down that day. I yeah. felt like, but you know, you, 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 you figure out that. You know, games aren't won and lost on one play, but obviously that play could have made a difference. But, you know, the way the media and people will attack you, that's the first time that I've ever had that happen. For sure. So, you know, you have to learn how to handle that. You know, people would easily fold and give up because they don't want that pressure or anything like that. But that just drove me to work harder so it doesn't ha wouldn't happen again. But, you know, every, life is in football games, you know, they're not perfect. So, yep. you know, you're going to have adversity through every single game. Passes will be dropped. How are you going to handle them? Will you keep going? So yeah, that's sure. why I wrote this book. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's perfect. That's incredible. And I think if we're not challenging those ways and to me, a challenge is something that molds you and helps you grow, whether it's a win or a, or, or a loss. And I guess a drop pass most certainly could be classified as that. But 
I think just like you said too, it can go in one of two directions, right? This stuff happens and you're getting this attention and you let your team down, whatever, you can go one of two ways. I'm either going to let it fold me and crush me. I'm going to keep it moving. And of course it's hard. doesn't mean it's not, but there's a certain perspective you can take on to allow it to manifest and grow and kind of push you in the right direction. And I know you talked a little bit about your parents and how you were brought up with them and the different things that they, um, you know, allowed you to do and see and, and perform at a young age. So I guess when it comes to your parents and the mindset and just the different things you learn from them, um, you know, how, how did that kind of shape you in terms of your upbringing into who you are today as well? Yeah, they, they were just, they were always super supportive. Okay. But, you know, they held me accountable. You know, they helped me set goals. But if I, you know, if I wanted a goal or if I wanted something to do something, you know, they would help me get there. And this is like the hard work that you have to go through. But they also set the example every single day right. by going to work and working extra, working overtime uh, and still making it to basketball games and football games and track meets. So, I mean, they just set the perfect example as, uh, as people. Right. So, you know, I just greatly appreciate, you know, everything that they've done for me. And they're still super supportive making it to at least half the games throughout the year. Yeah. So, you know, all parents, I, 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 can't actually, I can't actually say that. I was going to say all parents should be like that. But you just never know what somebody's going through. But I'm just appreciative of my parents and what yeah. they did for me. Yeah, no, I got you. And that's something I've actually been discussing with uh, my fiance a little bit in terms of, you know, a parental perspective and whatnot. And, you know, I've been blessed with phenomenal parents who have taught me things along the way. She was as well. And one thing I think that's really powerful when it comes to a parental perspective for their kids, and again, I haven't been in this situation myself, but I've witnessed it with my own and with others, is regardless of what you grow up with, right? So you come from a, um, a very nice family. I did too. So did she. Um, but it's the parent's responsibility to um, kind of put your kids and help them realize in these different situations that we're here because of what we did and how we acted and the approach that we took throughout this entire process to get to this point in time. This has nothing to do with you, but what we are going to do is give you the blueprint to find the same success for yourself. So, you know, you, we, we were blessed to be born in those situations because we could have been born anywhere else in the world. Who, who, who the hell knows? But we were put in that situation for a reason and we were blessed enough with parents who allowed us the opportunities to show what it takes to get to where they were at so then we can afford those same, same things down the road to um, other people. So I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. But again, I just feel so blessed that I have people in my life who, okay, we're from a good spot. We've got some nice things, what have you. But it's not just by chance. We put in the work. We did things the right way. And as a result, now we sit in where we're at. So, you know, I guess when it comes to that, would that be something that you agree with? Absolutely. Because I have plenty of friends who were born in the same situation with me who aren't doing anything right now. Straight up. Yep. So... You know, that's also why I wrote this book is because it doesn't really matter. I talk about Draymond in the book. He's from Saginaw. Right. But look how hard he works. I mean, look at who he is as a man. That's, you know, it's just, you know, it's from his parents and also the work that he put in. Yep. So it doesn't really matter where you're from. He's from Saginaw. Nice. He's got his mom and his dad in his life. He still had to work super hard. I'm from nice. Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. You're from Plymouth. We still had to work hard. All three of us had to work hard. All three of us had different ways. So it just, you know. Facts. No, I love yeah. it. No, that's per yeah, no, that's perfect. And um, you know, kind of moving on with this thing and keeping along with the theme of the book means you touched on a little bit in the intro talking about <laughs> catching Pat Peyton Manning's last career pass. I mean, there's only one person in the entire world in the history of the game that can ever say that, and that's yourself. Mm -hmm. Um 
But even, you know, kind of besides that, being around a dude like that day in and day out and seeing the success again that he found as a result of how he carried himself and how he worked and how he treated people. Um, if you could kind of talk about what it was like being around a dude like that and if there's some moments in time or just some really specific things that you learned from him along the way that you could share, um, I think that'd be pretty powerful. Yeah, well, <clears throat> leaders have the ability I was reading this in a book. Leaders have the ability to identify and relate to people in such a way that they influence them. Hmm. And that's exactly what Peyton did. He was an influencer. He connected to people. So that's what leaders do. They connect to people. And, you know, the best thing I could say about that is, you know, my first day in the Broncos facility, he comes up to me and introduces himself to me. I'm like, bro, I, I know exactly who you are, but he, you know, the, him being that type of person and coming yeah. up to me and introducing himself to me, this 16 year NFL vet made me feel a part of the team on my first day. And you know what it's like going into a locker room no uh, when you're brand new, especially with these guys who are making all this money. Right. But he made me feel right a part of that team. And that in turn made me not want to let him down. Got you. So extra sprints, extra studying, because look at how this guy treated me. Why would I want to let him down? And also, him being in the Broncos facility, he knew everybody by their first name. And I'm not talking about coaches and players. I'm talking about custodial staff, kitchen wow. staff. Yeah. Because if you're going to be successful in life, you're going to need the help of other people. And I felt like he really understood that. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, no doubt. That's something that Coach D's talk about, too. Your best players have to be your hardest workers, and they have to be your yeah. best leaders, too. And if you can find that. And I think, too, sometimes, you know, not just when it comes to football or whatever, maybe it's in business or whatnot, but – it's easy to assume that, okay, the superstars are them dudes in the room, but you know, more times than not, sometimes that's not necessarily the case. So no. it's easy in theory, right? It's sexy to say, you know, whatever. But when you really try to put it into practice, it's a lot harder to find than you might think. And I think, you know, the fact, I, you know, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but as a rookie, I feel like, especially as an undrafted guy, you, you really got to go to be in the situation with a quarterback and a cat like that. Like that had to, you know, the, the perspective and the thing that you learn right away from that situation. I mean, that's got to be so formational for you, right? Like imagine if you would have went to some other team and had whatever quarterback and, but no, like you went and you worked with Peyton Manning, like that, that had to make a difference for you, right? It's part of the reason why he shaped me into, he continued to mold me into who I am today. Like I'm still, right. obviously, I'm always going to be evolving, but I will never forget his you know, the way he just went about his business. It was just some of the best, some of the best stuff I've ever seen. Even his brother too. Like playing, I played Peyton two years, Eli two years. Yep. And just being around those guys. And when you just get it, like the best part about being around those guys is that they act like one of the guys. I mean, gotcha. obviously we, we saw it on ESPN a couple of weeks ago, Eli out playing flip cup with Daniel Jones. <laughs> you know, it's just like, that just shows that he's one of the boys. He's yep. not, He's not using his title or who he is as a person to separate himself from the team. Got you. Yep. No, that's perfect. And obviously I've never been in an NFL locker room, but I remember back in the college days, like exactly like you said, walking up in a locker room and, you know, I, I'm watching Kirk Cousins go to work. I'm watching BJ Cunningham go to work, Keyshawn, Keith, you know, Keith Nick, whatever. And like that influence, that initial influence is powerful and it makes a difference. And that just speaks to the volume of how important your environments are and who you surround yourself with and again we're just so blessed to be in those situations and also we took advantage of them but at the same time I think you have to recognize that it's also a blessing that you were put in that situation too so mm -hmm. um, damn man yeah that's, that's that's fantastic now um, talk about your process-minded approach because this is something that I'm really big on 
And I've certainly developed this over time through reading and experience and whatnot. But when it comes to a process-minded uh, process approach versus a results-oriented one, um, how did that mentality and approach kind of stem for you um, when it comes to that stuff? Yeah, just you're not going to be able to achieve everything. Whatever you're going to achieve in life, you're going to have to go through the process. But, you know, I saw a quote that said, who you become during the process is bigger, is better than the dream. Wow. So, and then, you know, everything with, with Mike Sadler and the prizes in the journey, that's the, that's the process. The prize is in the journey. Like, enjoy where you're going through it in life. And I probably just, you know, went in a Super Bowl and, you know, just crying on the plane on the way back. You're just thinking like, man, wow, like I really won this Super Bowl. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you just, you know, you know, you just like I won the Super Bowl. I'm crying on the plane on the way back, and I just yeah. can't believe it. But like, it's because of everything that I had went through up until that point, which is the process, which made me a stronger person. Just got stronger every single time. So yeah, yeah, no, that's perfect. And I guess when it comes to that process, B, are there some specific ways? that kind of humble you, bring you back to earth and really try to refocus you on that process. Because just like anybody, you start to find a little bit of success. You find some wins, you start making a little bit of money, whatever. It's kind of easy to get off track um, when those things start coming into your life. So um, are there some tactics or some uh, specific things that you do to really try to maintain um, that focus in that run without getting distracted? Uh, you know, you got the help of friends, you know, such as yourself. You know, you, you know, when you just, you link up with a guy like yourself, you know, all right, you ask me what's next. So yeah. it kind of puts things back in perspective. Like, all right, yeah, you did this. Now, let's, what else are you going to do? Right. You know, just and watching interviews and watching other successful people. Got you. You know, you know, you know, Jay-Z said, you know, do you, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a trend or do you want to be like Ralph Lauren? Do you I love last it. Forever? Like Max. Ralph Lauren lasted forever. Yeah. So like, you know, do you want to evolve? You got to evolve as a person. I always tell people, if I gave you a hundred million dollars right now, are you going to stop growing as a person? Because if you stop growing as a person, you're going to lose all of that money. Facts. So, you know, <clears throat> just self-reflection, but you know, I've always, I've had times where success has gotten to me Yep. and you know, you learn from that. So, you know, it's just going to happen. Life happens to everybody. Life is undefeated. So, you know, <laughs> you just got to be, you, it's going to happen. You know, sometimes you're going to be feeling yourself, which is okay because obviously you worked hard to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just have to find that balance. You know, balance is key in life. Yep. No, that's facts. Yep. I love that. I love that Jay-Z quote too. I remember you put me onto that video and I was like, damn, that's a game changer. Like, and you yeah. really think about it, like, are you the trend? Are you the one hit or are you the hip hop mogul? You know, you've been in the game for whatever, like, are you keep evolving now? He's in different stuff. Like, hell yeah. Oh yeah, Jay Z says he's gonna be he's gonna be relevant forever. He's like I'm gonna last forever. He's like I've been in the game for like twenty something years. Yeah, he's nice. like when I put out a song, people, yeah, they might not be playing. It might be not be played in the club, but my music is always gonna be here. Man, yeah, yeah, respect, respect. <laughs> OG move right there. Uh, yeah, no question about it. Now, I want to quote some things from the book, and again, this is stuff that really hit me, and I'm gonna ask your opinion on them. Be and the first one is this, and this is something that I've really been turned on to. I read a book um, written by the CEO, the old CEO of Netflix, and he was talking about solving problems um, in terms of your life work. And if you can find things um, that you think need to be solved, or maybe there's a solution that's already been found but can be enhanced 
um, and you can make that your life's work, you're going to find a lot of success and you're going to find a lot of fulfillment and happiness in that process. In the book, you mentioned this, you say, find the unsolved problem in what you're really good at and then invest in you. That business will last a lifetime. I think that's so cool. Um, so where did you kind of come up with that? What, what, when did that idea stimulate? Um, and how did you kind of gravitate towards that perspective of work? You know, just a, attacking, attacking life. Uh, but also, you know, I want to impact others and I want to do public speaking, but you know, sometimes people are scared to get out there and actually share their message. Yep. And you know, sometimes you, we always criticize people. Well, he shouldn't talk like this or he should do it like that. Well, then you go out there and do Straight it. Up. You criticizing that person, then you go out there and do Straight it. Up. So, yep. you know, that's kind of me just getting in that, in that space of going out there and trying to change things. If you want to see change, then, then be that voice, then do that. So Straight up. Yeah, that's kind of where that came from. No, I love it too. And that's a Theodore Roosevelt quote, like, you know, don't judge the man in the arena, judge the judger, like straight yes. up. Like my man's is in there doing his thing. Okay. You might not have to agree with it and you might not have to take it as your own, but maybe you can understand it and appreciate it though. And if you really feel some type of way about it, all right, bet and step up to the plate and do your and thing, do it. then and do, do it. it. And it's all good. Um, and I think that's one of the things personally for me that I found, and I've mentioned this before with the previous guests doing this podcast and writing and stuff like that, is yeah, it was scary to kind of take this jump and start voicing my opinion and voicing my beliefs and having people on and talking and whatnot, because now you putting that energy out there. Like we all think certain things and, and whatnot, but once you really do voice that and you speak it, like now that's your, that, that, that's your brand, that's who you are, and that can be scary, but at the same time, I think it's powerful. And because of that, I found myself almost with a greater responsibility to now go out and act on that stuff and be that stuff that I'd be talking about. Because if not, I'm a phony. Like, who am I? Then I have absolutely no room to talk either. So like, you know, with you writing this book and stuff like that, do you feel like almost a greater responsibility now um, to kind of live that stuff even more than you already have um, because of actually voicing that stuff and putting it out <clears throat> in the world now? Yeah, I mean, you have to... I have to set the example every single day. I, I wrote about it and, you know, books don't just go away. This book is right. going to be out forever. So, you know, you have to live by everything that you're preaching. Um, but, you know, it's, it was fear and doubt and insecurity as I'm writing yep. the book. Like, will really people gravitate to, towards it? Yep. Uh, well, you know, I'm scared how people are going to be this and that. So, I mean, I can't judge people or say things on, or, oh, this person should go do this. Or he should just step outside of his comfort zone. Well, I had to do it too with this Straight book. Up. So, yep. Straight so, up. But now it makes me feel more comfortable. Like, I actually wrote a book. Like, it took a lot of work and it took a lot of courage, you know, because you never know how it's going to be, re be received. But, right. Like, like Michael Jordan said in his Hall of Fame speech, limits like fears are often just an illusion. So, we just make things up in our mind to, our, you know, our brain is just try, try, trying to protect us. Mm. But, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, who really cares? I got the, the love and support of friends and family. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that's all that really matters anyway. You know, Instagram, that's a fake life anyway. Mm. Yep. I love that. I love that. And two, I feel like too, when you, when you're speaking your truth, like again, like maybe only one or two people like it, but you can rest easy knowing that that's really who you are. Like you ain't just writing something for, 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 for the clout, I guess. It's like, no, like this is who I am. This is what I'm about. And this is what I stand on. And if you want to rock with me, great. If not, it's all good too. Like, 
there's so much more context and so many layers to this thing. Like at the end of the day too, you only really know who you are. Like we boys and you got your best friends, your parents, but like at the end of the day, there's still a lot of layers to that thing. So as long as you are comfortable with what you write and put it out there, like that's all that matters in my opinion. And if you can really seek that truth and be that for yourself, then, uh, then yeah, you're going to be off and running and it's all good. Um, yes, sir. Now, when it comes to writing the book, did it take a while? Was it easy? Like you sat down and you wrote 150 off rip or was it like, like, damn, I wrote a paragraph. We got to wait a couple of days, whatever. Like what, what, what was that kind of process like for you? No, I had somebody help me write it. I, I gotcha. reached out to a couple, couple different companies, got a couple different quotes, uh, but all the words and things like that are mine. They yep. just put in all the chapter names. They just, we just put uh, some ideas together, some concepts together. But it took me about a, a year, a wow. year and a half. Wow. A year and a half. Wow. Yeah, just because of the season and things like that. So we knocked out a lot of the content in the off season. Okay. And then every Tuesday during this season just to finish up. Yeah. No, that's, that, that's substantial. And I think, again, like people see the results of a book. It's like, oh, cool. You probably whipped that thing up. But no, like my man's took a year and a half of his life to put this on the surface. So, yeah, like that's okay. I, I thought you was going to say like, I don't know, six months. <laughs> so he's in a year and a half. I love it. You no, know, in my speeches, I talk about it now. In my speeches, I talk about the process now and then actually enjoying the process because I wanted it to drop in six months and so yeah. quick, but it doesn't work like that. No you know, doubt. I'm working with, I'm working with other people. So you learn to work with other people. You have to be patient. But now when it comes to goals, I set goals, but I don't put timelines on them because because if you reach, if you have a little bit of failure or something, you know, that's what kills dreams. Gotcha. So I don't put timelines on anything. Mm. You know, you'll reach the goal when you'll reach the goal. You won't get there too fast. You won't get there too slow. You'll get there right on time. Right. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. So would you say that you almost learned more about the process and really gravitated towards that even more because of writing this book? Like you saw how much work it actually took to put a good product out there, whatever, no matter how much you want to have a quick come up, I want to release it in six. Like, did you learn to appreciate that more by writing this thing? Yeah, because now I know that it does, it's not just football. Like think about us at Michigan State. Our goal was the Rose Bowl and win the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. We didn't get that until my last year at Michigan State. Wow. Yeah. Even though we kept, you know, preaching on the same thing, same type of practices, hard practices, winter conditions, we didn't change any of that up. We just kept laying the, the constant foundation. And that's what this is. This process was like that. Just constantly laying the foundation, getting nice. things right, rereading things, re-understanding things, and then putting it all together. Wow. Facts. Facts. That's powerful. That's powerful. Now I want to move on to a second quote. And I love this one because I feel deeply about this too. So I really... Um, you know, I really related to this one. And the quote is this means you said, seek out people who are willing to challenge your assumptions and perspective on the world and force you to look at life from a different angle. Um, that's the game right there, in my opinion. And when you said that, I feel like you took the words out of my mouth. So talk about that a little bit. And why is having a diverse friend group um, or circle so important to you when it comes to that? I mean, you're not going to grow. You're not, like I said earlier, you're not going to have any success without the help of other people. But I can't just be so stuck in my ways that I don't see it from a different lens because nobody has, nobody's in my mind and in my body. So you have to understand that. And, you know, you just, you, you just have good friends. And when you have good friends, around you, you can see other perspectives. And yep. you can see that your way isn't wrong and neither is theirs. Yep. So you take things from everybody. Mm. Yep. You just, you're constantly learning. I mean, the biggest rule is 
in the world is room for improvement. So you should also always be constantly learning and have the right people around you. Got you. Got you. Yeah. And that's what I feel. So um, I think when I think back to my time at Michigan State, so again, from the suburbs, all white school growing up. Okay, great. All white high school growing up. Okay, great. And then you get to Michigan State and you got cats from all across the country, all different walks of life, different races, different ages. And I feel like that was the most formative time of my life because of that diversity in that moment in time. And it was exactly that. And I think that's why I believe so much in challenge perspective now was because of those different things. So when you think, you know, just as an example to everybody else out there, like our wide receiver room, we had cats from Florida. We had cats from California, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Texas, you name it. And now, like, where else do you get that, especially as an 18 to 22-year-old, and you're still kind of figuring things out, you're figuring out life, you're trying to figure out who you are, but now it's not just you in your normal environment where you normally from and the same people thinking the same way. Well, no. Now you got different cats from all across the spot coming to you with this and that and whatever. And it's so formative. It's so powerful. And I wish so many people could experience those same things because I think empathy stems from that. I think understanding stems from that and growth stems from that because again, all those different perspectives into one room now, not just one room, but let alone 105 cats and coaches like, come on, man, you can't replicate that. So, um, I just kind of went off on a tangent, but I feel so powerful and so oh, towards that because, I mean, where else do you get that? You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you, I mean, it's going to be hard. You know, that's why football is the ultimate team game because you, all different walks of life and you got just 100 guys on the team and it's just so much going on. But, you know, it's, it's I wish the world could be like that, but. And maybe the world would be a better place if, you know, if we could get people at younger ages to do that. But, you know, you just, you learn and we, that's what, that's what our, our job is. Our purpose uh -huh. is, is to spread that. Uh -huh. This is like, you know, this is like, this is what culture is. Like yep. you know, when I go talk to companies, a real culture, you got, you got to be able to lean on people you don't know. You don't know what these people are going from. You got to be able to connect to people. And you, when you connect to people, they'll go out of their way to do something yep. for you. So. Facts. 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 And that's what I think about football too. What it really does for you is it puts you in a vulnerable position, whether for us it was winter workouts or tough games or summer workouts or going out together, you know, partying, whatever, like you're put in vulnerable situations and walls are broken down and you can't be no tough guy no more. Like you get beaten down and that's when you really see who's about what. And then that's when those connections are formed. So I think, you know, this kind of just came to mind, but when you think about it, one, we had the diversity and two, we had the challenge to couple that with. So when you combine those two entities, um, a shared struggle, a shared challenge, but at the same time, people come at it from different angles, like that's when you find some really special stuff. So now like getting out into the real world, one of the things that I struggle with is finding that same challenge so I can find that deep level of connection. Cause like, you know, my connection with you or true or Sue or Riley or Tri like whoever, like that connection and that bond is so hard to duplicate because of what we went through and the things that we experienced together. Like how can we find those same situations now as you move on from ball or whatever? Like that's a big struggle for me. So I don't know if you found that cause you still playing, but uh, I don't know. That's kind of a big one for me, dude. Yeah. I mean, we don't have workouts like that, you know, the winter workouts like that in the league. So, right. I mean, just, but you know, training camp, you know, that's super hard. And then you have cuts. So, you know, you can see people grinding. You can see people, you know, you can see the reality on their face. Like, man, this is the NFL. So, 
you see things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be hard. You know, I really haven't created a deep connection just because, you know, I, I saw you guys every day. We went to Winter Workouts, yeah. then we went to uh, class, and then we yeah. also went out. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, it was just so many different things. Yeah. Um, but that's why, you know, our college relationships, I mean, that's, you can see just the, 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 uh, people the amount of people that came back for Connor's wedding you could just tell like it yeah. was like the boys the boys are back together again and it's going to be like that for your wedding this summer yeah as well as troops you know it's just going to be it's going to be it's just going to be so much fun because all those memories and all those times are going to come back and that's just you, you never really get things like that back yeah yeah facts facts so again focus on the process because you never know you never yeah. know um Absolutely. I got you, dog. Um, and it's a few more questions, B. And I guess the last one that pertains to football. When you think about the game of football, you played it for a long time now. Um, what are some of the biggest things that this game has taught you? You know, obviously, you've, again, you've experienced a lot. You've seen a lot, accomplished a lot. But when it comes to a learning angle on this game, what has it taught you the most? Uh, to be where your feet are, just be in the present moment. Mm -hmm. no, don't look too far forward in the future. Don't look too far back in the past because it'll kill the lessons that you need to learn right now just just enjoy the moment got you got you yeah and that's something i struggle with shit be in the moment because we always looking forward and that's tough no i got you i'm with you for sure um and then kind of moving away from football you know i know you still got some years left in you and whatnot but when it comes to life after football what what, what, what do you think might be next for you uh, public speaking for sure. Okay. I uh, develop my own business, leadership training, consulting. Uh, you know, have my own business, work from work from Denver, travel wherever I have to travel, speak. You know, that sound body, sound mind, sound body type thing. Yeah. I would like to create a program like that of and of you know people and we travel travel to different colleges throughout the year and you know just really talk to them about leadership and success and turning the program around so that's what i'm looking forward to no it's fantastic i love it i love it and before i ask my final question b let's talk about your book one more time i'm gonna give you the floor real quick to let everybody know what you got going on talking about release date um, where they can find it so um again the floor is yours to so let people know what you got going on with that yeah my book silver spoon the imperfect guide to success is coming out january 28th and will be available on amazon this is not a self-help book. This is a self-actualizing book. This, you are just going to realize that you have all the potential right with inside you. You just have to go for it. Go, go jump for, you know, whatever you're jumping for and build your wings on the way down. Chase failure. Because mm. with every failure comes skill acquisition. That cave you don't want to enter holds that treasure you want so bad. So right. that's what this book is for. Enjoy it. You'll want to read it not just once but multiple times yep no question about it and i cannot agree with that more i cannot agree with that more and i finished the whole thing again in 24 hours so y'all gonna jump right into that thing and gravitate towards so so, so go make sure january 28th you can pre-order it now i'm pretty sure i already looked at it but uh, make that happen y'all make that happen and b last question i got for you just to wrap it all up i'm gonna put things in the proper perspective dude um, and the question is this, we're thinking, we're talking 50, 60, 70, 80 years from now, um, you dead and gone, you left your legacy, you left your mark, you've done your thing, but that mark is still around. People are talking about Benny Fowler and what he did and what he accomplished and how he made people feel. And at that point in time, what do you want people to say about you? Man, he was just an awesome dude to be around. Yep. 
That's all that really matters because the stats don't matter. Stats don't matter. Wins and losses don't matter. How many lives did you impact? That's real success. How many people did you impact around you? That's why, like, a guy like Peyton is just so successful and people just, like, look what he's doing for those commercials. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's just making people laugh. And people, like, really enjoy being around him. Like, his legacy will live on forever. Yeah. You know, so it's, you know, I just want people to, you know, look back up and say that, you know, that dude was awesome. He was always smiling. Mm-hmm. He always had a positive outlook on life. And he was just a, a fun dude to be around. He just impacted people. I love it. I love it. And if you can do that, uh, which you most assuredly already do, uh, we're going to be all right, my brother. We're going to be yes, all sir. right. Uh, we'll be. I appreciate you, man. And uh, love you lots. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your influence. Done so much for me. And uh, the best is yet to come, no doubt about that. So uh, thank you for your time, man. And uh, can't wait for this thing to release. It's going to pop. And uh, can't wait to see where it goes, dude. Yes, sir, bro. Love you, man. Thank you for having me on here, bro. Appreciate you. Thank you. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And to everybody else out there, that's going to wrap up another week on the Coach Cool podcast. And uh, just like I mentioned to Benny, I appreciate you all as well. No matter if you tuned in once, you tune into every single episode, every website post, it don't matter. Um, the goal with this thing is to seek challenge and perspective in all that we do. And if we can take that mindset and that approach, regardless of what entity we are approaching, I think phenomenal growth will always be found from that. And if I can make that happen through my words and my actions, then there we go. There we go. So I encourage us all to try to take that on this weekend, um, no matter what we're doing. Let me know what you find. Hit me up. I'm always open to suggestions, and I love to hear different stories. Uh, that means the world to me as well. So I'm um, going into this weekend. Y'all have a fantastic one. Seek a challenge. Seek perspective and make that stuff happen, all right? And as always, God bless you all. Coach Coop.